0: Hi everyone and welcome to the Two Men Minute a Pineapple podcast. My name is Cody. And I'm Michael. And we are two 30-year-old millennials living in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. The purpose of this podcast is to identify, deconstruct, and discuss the life events facing millennials. Each podcast episode will focus on one to two topics and present them in the form of what I wish I knew. We will share our own experiences as well as the tips, tricks, and secrets we've learned along the way which will hopefully encourage you to think, reflect, and discuss these topics amongst yourselves, your friends, and family. This podcast will be successful if it helps you to be able to live a happier, healthier, and more fulfilling life. Diversification doesn't just apply to investing. Listen to today's podcast to find out why diversification can help your mental, physical, and financial health. Today's episode eight of two men and a pineapple is all about what I wish I knew about diversification. Now, diversification means variety. Now, the benefit of having variety or diversification is by maximizing your benefits and minimizing the risks or the downside. We're gonna to break today's podcast down into three aspects of your life your mental well being. Your physical health as well as your financial health so to start it all off we're going to talk about your mental health and knowledge so why is diversification of knowledge so important michael
1: so i think the diversify diversification of knowledge it i think it's actually really vital it makes you a more well-rounded person having you know different topics it makes you more cultured it makes you uh, more knowledgeable in you know in talking to people it It really doesn't put you in this one specific uh, bucket or category when you're, you know, around people. I think it really, yeah, it just really makes you a more well-rounded person.
0: So you want want to be diversified in your knowledge so that people don't just see you as, oh, the athletic therapist guy.
1: Yeah, I get caught in that trap so often. People just come up to me and say, my elbow hurts. And I'm like, okay, that's not the only (laughs) thing I know how to fix or do or know, right? So um, I make it... Uh, an important, I make an important decision to know or try to read a lot about different topics. So when I have, specifically for me, when I have clients, it's not about just their injury. I talk about everything in their daily lives because I I know a little bit about everything. Mm.
0: So it sounds like by knowing a little bit about many things, it makes it easier to talk to people and to connect.
1: Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So for me, like diversifying my knowledge doesn't, it's not like pop culture or culture at all it, it'll go into like i don't know video games like i i love playing video games so i have more knowledge about that so i have um i can do that uh to finances that something we'll talk about today uh just understanding that stuff to um the deep science of you know let's say or <clears throat> sorry the deep science of like space like understanding you know the uh, the cosmos or like it's just everything anything and everything i think the more uh, the more you know, the better you are. That's something people can't take away from you. Is knowledge, right? So uh, you can always have your your house taken away from you, your money taken away from you, all these things. But like, if you understand and learn as much as you possibly can, and have this really vast um, understanding and knowledge, then or like understanding. Period. I think that makes you a really more well-rounded person.
0: And what's cool about this podcast today on diversification, Michael and I are actually diversifying. <laughs> the uh, the speakers today we actually have the uh, elusive Paula here Michael talks about his wife often but no one's actually heard her speak yet
1: yeah it's like the Loch Ness monster you want to say
0: something
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: there's that laugh Hi. you love okay Paula you know, you know talking about knowledge and diversifying right what's the what's the con or the downside to not having a wide knowledge base
2: What is that? the
0: downside what's the risk
2: uh no not a lot of connections with people i think if you're very um one-sided with things as in not knowing a variety of subjects you can get stuck in just talking about the one thing that you know uh, and that doesn't really create a lot of um i guess back and forth with other other people and you won't get to And you won't be able to understand What other people are are Experiencing um, What they're interested in If that's the only thing that you Kind of focus on I don't know what I'm saying It's a little different Do you
0: think you would only kind of attract Or become friends Or have social interactions with one type of person If you only are knowledgeable on one area
2: Okay so give me a Context Because it depends on The topic. So if you're talking about school, then obviously you're going to have the same friends or you'll have the same friend group, right? Because you're studying the same thing and you're spending most of your time with that person. But if you're talking about socially, are you talking about uh, meeting with other people or having different groups of friends? Or is it about uh, your knowledge about um, political your political awareness. So, yeah, you're right-wing or you're left-wing. Um, it really. So, you need to give me a little bit more context.
0: Okay, so I think mm-hmm. you've, you've changed my question because hey, we're talking about the topic that oh. you would be discussing, right? Like the 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 viewpoint of the person is what you're talking about. All that I meant was, let's say you know you're very knowledgeable on like video games, mm-hmm. right? You know the latest game that's out. You know how to play video games. You know, everything about it. Are you only going to, you know, surround yourself with people that play video games and that are interested in it? Are you going to be friends with someone that's, you know, loves sports? Are you going to be able to interact with someone that, you know, has some other type of hobby that's not video game related?
2: I still want to talk about the context, right? Because for me, I thrive in understanding different um activities or different knowledge but for other people maybe that's enough for them so it's a matter of what the what are you getting out of what is the, your in- intrinsic goal of diversifying
1: wow that's actually really <clears throat> interesting cuz we're talking about diversifying your knowledge <clears throat> to this point where you and I are healthcare professionals so we talk to people all the time so it's mm-hmm. in our benefit To diversify our knowledge, right? Whereas Paul is saying there could be someone out there that is so comfortable with what they know that they don't seek out new stuff because diversifying would maybe ruin, not ruin, but change who they actually are. Yeah. That's interesting. That's true. And
0: I guess it goes to, you know, some people are listeners, right? You don't always have to dominate a conversation. so. If you're talking to someone that knows something you don't, you can literally just listen to them, really, the whole conversation, too.
1: Yeah, it's like what I was saying before with uh, having both polar opposites and you being able to, like, understand both ends and just have the conversation with that individual. That's what I would like. So when you're talking about, like, that intrinsic uh, context, right? Or that that intrinsic person. yeah,
2: intrinsic goal and and diversifying yeah
1: i think for me it'd be important to know both ends so i could talk to that person Mm -hmm. right so i i feel like everyone should increase or at least vary the the amount of knowledge that they have or or diversify their knowledge that they have Mm -hmm. because it would help it would help to build social connections i
2: agree
1: yeah
0: like that brings us into their second aspect in our life with regards to mental health, right? Diversifying our social connections. We kind of, we talked about that basically under knowledge as well, right? You know, why is it important to have more than one friend, right? Why is it important to, you know, like think about, you know, back like university days, you know, you had friends that like you went clubbing with, you had friends that you just hung out at school with and you studied with. Then you had friends like you did sports with, or you did some type of other extracurricular, right? Why is it important to have those different friend groups?
1: What do you think?
2: Well, I never had friends.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So Paul is leaving right now. (laughs) I'm just finding this out right now.
2: No, uh, why is it important to have different friend groups?
0: To diversify your social connections.
2: Oh, uh, simply because you need different types of people for different parts of your life. But Why? Why? You can't depend. You can't always depend on one group because part of being human is that we have different parts that need to be satisfied. Not in a dirty way, (laughs) 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 but in terms of uh, you know, you have the people that uh, stimulate your intellectual parts, and there are people that that stimulates your your physical parts so people who want to go running (laughs) maybe sex too um and then there's others that you can just you don't actually have to think too much with or to be physical with you can just relax watch a tv show play board games although some board games can be tough on the brain
1: (laughs) this is why we brought paula into this conversation why uh, you clearly know way more about this and have a w- wider breadth of knowledge on it.
0: Well, it, it sounds like <laughs> what Paula was saying was going back to what you said, Mike, mm-hmm. and you know, well-roundedness, uh-huh. right? Having your different friends that fulfill different aspects of your life uh, makes you more well-rounded.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think yeah. I like your explanation where it's like different friends. Like in high school... I don't even think I had different friend groups uh, per se, but going into university, I did for sure. Like I did have the ones that I studied with and then I would come back every weekend to play sports, right? Like I definitely kept them separate. Mm-hmm. I think um, for me, I would never see some of my friends at university playing volleyball, right? Like I, I had mm-hmm. to diversify that way or else I would stop playing sports altogether, right?
2: Mm-hmm. And it also keeps you i think healthier because you have different parts of your brain that's always being like hey let's do something active let's let's practice our body movements let's practice our brain or let's practice our i don't know musical side because you're listening to music with one specific friend so it's really beneficial to be to have different types of friends because you i don't know you just you just need it you can't not everyone is able to. Not one specific group or one specific person can fulfill uh, all parts of what you need mm-hmm. as a human being, right?
0: Yeah. So, yeah, diversifying your friends, your your social connections, and your knowledge it sounds like this makes you more well-rounded. It's really good for your your mental health. Mental mm-hmm. health is a big, you know, it has a stigma in today's culture, right? But we're mm-hmm. trying to right the ship on that. And uh, I think the conversation we've had so far has kind of targeted mental health, and we actually I don't really think we we're going to be talking about that really. I didn't think mental health was going to come up as much as it did so far.
1: Yeah, I. If you think about like social media, how is that the mm-hmm. same? Like how is that um, building a di- or diversifying your your social connections and also you know social affecting media. your affecting your mental health? I think it. I think some of it. may negatively affect your mental health but may actually bring you more social
0: connections yeah so it's
1: like an oxymoron or a paradox
0: well it sounds like the debate where you want to have is is social media help your mental health or does it not yeah
2: yeah it (laughs) i'm also talking about context because you can't talk about yeah a topic and say that this is one thing or this is the other right I would say social media is just like what we would get from friend groups because you have YouTube, you have Instagram, you have TikTok, you have all these different types, but they serve a purpose, right? Twitter, maybe for a person... Okay, for me, I'm speaking to myself only. Twitter, for me, is getting uh, up to date with what's happening with the world or what's happening in research because that's where research is going. For Facebook, it's mainly for my friends or families and keeping in touch with them. And then Instagram is just, just the back of my head. I don't have to think too much about it. Um, and TikTok is for fun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's actually really interesting. You broke it down in those those categories. I would almost say
2: something very similar to that. Actually, TikTok is for stocks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. That's where all—that's where I got all my stocks knowledge. But anyways, okay. Sorry, I—I I, uh, interrupted you.
0: No, it's okay. That's fine. Just you know, diversifying social connections, knowledge, really important for your mental health. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can even do that on social media.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But moderately. You can't just be spending all your time on social media.
0: No. So after talking about mental health, mm-hmm. or we got to talk more about physical health. I think that's. Where our conversation goes into now is food and diversifying. Mm
2: -mm -mm.
0: Diversifying our food. So each of us just ate a big bowl of ice cream. (laughs) Yeah.
2: I ate a a cone of ice cream, not a bowl. Cone, okay. I like to diversify.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Michael, why why should we diversify food?
1: Okay, for me, it was all about uh, your gut biome. So actually eating different types of food affect the lining of your stomach itself. So... (laughs) different minerals, different vitamins, uh, it actually keeps your lining healthy and you get to absorb more nutrients, right? So you, the added, like the old, uh, adage of like what you put in is what you, what you put in is what you get out, right? So if I put in garbage, I'm going to get out garbage. So, um, diversifying what you put into your body, is actually going to help you, your whole body itself physically. Mm-hmm. That's like my little sp- like spiel.
2: I like to diversify my food because food is yummy.
0: Mm, so why don't you just pick <laughs> the yummiest foods and eat them every day?
2: I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> yummy in the ter- in the way that it looks and also the smell. So the, it's more of an attraction to food for me is the diversification of it. So if it's uh, interesting or it's something new... It's something that attracts me to it, right?
1: So, I can tell you right now, high sugar, and delicious, and sucrose and all that stuff. Yummy. Yeah, it smells <laughs> great, but that's not diversifying.
2: But I'm not talking about those. I'm talking about different types of pasta, different types of uh, um, like meals, <laughs> or <a> burger, <laughs> or or steak, or potatoes, or broccoli. That's it's not just sugar, although I do eat a lot of sugar. Mm-hmm.
0: What, so what, What you know, does this have an effect on, you know, exploring different cultures, Paula?
2: Are you saying that because I'm Filipino? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I will say,
1: like, for the food diversifying, like, uh, I haven't as much as I would like to have uh, diversified eating mm-hmm. uh, traditional Filipino meals. Like? Um, he doesn't even know. Dobo? Uh, Dobo? Adobo. Yeah. Uh, like pandasal.
2: Pandasal. <laughs>
1: pandasal. Uh, Longanisa. Longanisa, oh. yeah. And l- linchon. Lichon. lechon, lechon, And uh, what's that bird one? The, you, one? the baby birds and the dead baby birds. You did not eat that. Belote. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't eat that. No, no I know. Bird. Yeah, Belote no, is, is but a dead bird. You never ate it. No. I okay. don't want to diversify that far.
2: Okay, but the yellow part is actually pretty good. Okay. You well, should have it when my dad had
1: Different food. cultures, like, I'm Canadian-ish. I'm, like, European, and I would never have... You're Canadian, yeah, Canadian okay, bro. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I
2: know. I was like, don't even try to diversify yeah. your culture.
1: <laughs> I would definitely never have eaten that stuff, and mm-hmm. it's delicious. But Europeans
2: yeah. eat haggis.
1: Yeah, that's disgusting. And I would probably... We've got <laughs> Scottish listeners on here, Michael.
0: I <laughs> How rude.
1: To be honest, I... I i'll i haven't eaten it so i would never know yeah so i'll i can't um can't knock it till i try, tried it right So. but
2: essentially for me food is getting to know culture right uh getting to know what uh their delicacies are what what is their flavor flavor palette it's just getting to know the culture i think that's why i like to diversify my food although i am very picky so not really the best example for this.
0: What about I, you? Well, diversifying your food in terms of cultures. Like think about, you know, we live in Toronto. How many friends we have? Mm. we have. There's so oh, many different true. cultures. You know, if you go over to their house to eat or you go out to a restaurant of their ethnicity, if you're not, if you're not down to eat that food... You guys aren't going out together, or you're not going over the house. Uh-huh. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna eat? Yeah, right. And this leads us back to social connections. Are you gonna be able to, uh-huh. you know, hang out with people that are different yeah. than you if you're not willing to eat their food or at least try? Yeah, yeah.
2: Right. And I think it food really is that big connector because at the end of the day, people eat, love to eat together, right? Mm-hmm. Where do you go on a first date? To a restaurant? Where do you, like, what do you do at your friend's place? You have some beer eat some ice cream cream. (laughs) (laughs) so i think food is central to connections although it can be i'm always talking about context because food is sometimes not as important for certain individuals right and it can also trigger different types of eating um, disorders but generally food is meant to be um, like a social connector like a for gatherings. For gatherings, yeah. yeah. Traditionally, that's what it's for, right?
0: Okay, so talking about you know food diversification, benefits and cons, you know, opening uh, opening you, open you up to different social connections mm-hmm. via culture, uh, your gut biome, right? It's very healthy for you, and I mean it. It's not boring, right? Mm-hmm. I think you know moving on from that under the category of physical health, uh, talking about hobbies and your extracurriculars, right? Why is this so important? to do many things. Right? Why is it good to stimulate your brain doing different activities? Michael, I think uh yeah. This is for you buddy.
1: I, w- I won't go on a tangent here, but I think uh doing different activities will help you prolong uh your brain health and your mental health as well with that. But um challenging yourself in those ways will build new connections inside your brain. The more new connections you have when you're 80 years old, um you're not going to have, you know, one of those one of the biggest um dementia type diseases is alzheimers so maybe by doing this you'll help prevent that mm-hmm. right or or at least slow it down in some regard but you really need to diversify what you do you know with language with um you know the arts culture mm-hmm. you know physical activity right so yeah. all of these things will
0: help build those connections in your brain it's, it stimulates different <clears throat> parts of your brain yeah by developing them to i guess the best of your ability by doing different activities as you get older your brain health is going to be so strong you have a large reserve mm-hmm. so you have a, a less chance of getting one of these neurodegenerative yeah. brain diseases
1: they even say so there's research out there that says neuroplasticity in one area overflows 20 percent into another area so if i learned uh the guitar right musically let's say my um parietal lobes right mm-hmm. where being active which is like these the two lobes in your brain it will overflow into other lobes in my brain so you actually have an overflow of benefit from trying new hobbies just the, the the fact that you're doing them
0: yeah so just breaking that down really easily the more activities you do the more diverse the activities you do the more areas of your brain you stimulate the more healthy your brain is period yeah
2: drop the mic and that's just that's, also that's just connected.
1: with your brain health
0: yeah
2: that's also connected to your social connections
1: yeah right doing different. new hobbies mm-hmm. different people different mm-hmm. things yeah totally what are Taking. what's a new hobby that you want to do paula
2: why are you putting them <laughs> uh new hobby <laughs> <laughs> I would like to make pasta, my own pasta.
0: Oh, how oh, we actually discussed doing that. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. I want to make it, and eat it, eat it, share it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Ultimately, diversify.
2: Diversify. Yeah.
0: Okay, so listeners, we got to hold Paula to this. Yep. <laughs> Michael, what's what's a new hobby or extracurricular you uh, you're gonna try?
1: I would like to do jujitsu. I want to try to do a martial art. Why is that? Uh, I think the discipline that comes with doing a martial art, uh, it's intriguing to me, but actually just the physical movement and how tough it is, right? It's it's not something I would normally do, but it's really demanding and I, I would love to, to give it a go.
0: Wow. That's very cool.
1: And Paula, it's the exact opposite of what Paula has, which is Taekwondo. Because taekwondo is a striking sport or martial art, whereas jujitsu is a grappling. Mm-hmm. So if I wanted to fight her I think you
2: meant judo.
1: What's
0: jujitsu? No, that's rolling. You roll it together. Yeah,
1: jujitsu.
2: Gra- grappling is judo, right?
1: <laughs> jujitsu is like grabbing and rolling, right? Yeah. Yeah. So
2: then what's judo?
1: Judo is the same thing. It's more grappling, though.
2: So then why'd you look at me like I'm crazy?
1: I don't know, because <laughs> you just told me I was crazy. Okay, you can
0: tell no. these two are married. Yeah. <laughs> no. Back to the task at hand.
2: <laughs> Jiu jitsu. Okay, sure.
0: Okay, Paula's going to be making pasta and Michael's going to be doing jujitsu.
2: And how about you, Cody?
0: I am going to take vocal lessons.
2: Yes!
0: We're
1: going to have to get Cody <laughs>
0: to sing on the podcast one time. A jingle's going to be coming. The two men and a pineapple jingle. Yes. Two
2: men and a pineapple.
0: And Paula. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm technically the pineapple. Because oh. I'm spicy. No, wait. Pineapples aren't spicy. <laughs> Michael's
0: allergic to pineapples. That's very weird. Okay, so now that we've talked about our mental health, our physical health, and how diversification can help optimize those, now I think we got to talk about our financial health. And this is where the term diversification gets used most often. We think about investing, income streams, passive income, et cetera, et cetera. Michael, when I say diversifying your income, what, what does that mean?
1: Uh, for me, it means taking like my nine to five and having not just one job make up that nine to five. So personally, for me, I have three different jobs that provide me my income. So my, my schooling, uh, provides me like my TA ship provides me income, my, um, covering of soccer. So I'm an athletic therapist, so I cover soccer and then actually treating my own clients, um, outside of work and then treating clients actually at a clinic itself. So I have four different ways that I can collect income. And what that means is if one of those falls through, or if, you know, the pandemic shuts some of this down, I, I, Always have something else to pick that up. What does it mean for you, Paula?
2: I don't know what diversifying income streams mean because I only have one income stream. So, Cody, do you have any insight?
0: So, that's cool, Paula. See, you're you're talking on this podcast, but you're also learning too, right? Just like how Michael and I learned about culturing ourselves from you. (laughs) (laughs) As you need it. Yes, that's true. So... Well, diversification, creating variety. So diversificating your income means getting income from multiple streams. So let's talk about the benefit of having more than one way in which you get your income. If you only get income from doing a nine to five job, you could lose that job. And then you end up with nothing. Nothing is coming in. Right. So the by diversifying, you could have a nine to five job and you could own a rental property or a second home and you could rent that out, therefore you're getting some rental income each month on top of your income from your job. You could own stocks and you could be getting dividend income. You could run a business and you could sell that business or you could own stocks and sell them and you could get money that way. Mm -hmm. You could, as Michael is an athletic therapist, he could create some type of at-home rehab program or a training program he could sell that and people could buy it and they could join that program and pay a monthly fee to use it. Michael is getting money that way, monthly, without even really doing any work after that initial work it took to make the program. So let's say you have four or five different avenues in which you're getting paid. If one somehow drops off, let's say you get fired from your job, let's say no one's buying your training program or whatnot, it's not really a huge deal to you because you have other avenues of getting that income, right? I think especially in this time of COVID with quarantine and that a lot of us aren't working our usual nine to five job or we're working less hours or making a fraction of what we used to make. But if you had another way of making money, right, maybe you're not stressed out so much. Right, maybe you're still able to pay your bills, and you don't have to worry as much as you would have if you only have that one income stream.
2: Yeah, that I makes sense. Totally agree. And then this brings me to a question about income streams and diversifying that. Would you say that diversifying your skills would make you a lot? Would benefit? Would make you more? Ugh. Oh, wait what is the so yeah so diversifying your income streams does that lead to you needing to work on diversifying your skills and how do you do that
1: i would definitely i would say yeah a hundred percent you need to i think it'd be reverse you need to diversify your skills first first so if i'm like for instance i'm trying to make t-shirts so i'm trying to do a side hustle on kind of like what my research is on concussions but I had no idea what to how to do that right it's great to have that idea but I need to diversify my skill I need to learn a new skill
2: okay so follow-up question if you I mean you have the privilege to develop that skill what if you don't have that privilege you don't you're not able to do that because you have multiple kids or uh, you don't have the equipment you don't have the resources how do you can you tell someone to diversify their skills if they don't have that
1: yeah so there's a whole another realm that exists for for you to diversify your income so typically people own a car so you could be an uber driver typically people let's say you're you're leasing your car it doesn't really matter if you have a car or a driver's license you could be an uber driver um what's the other one lyft Right. You could do Uber Eats. You can do Pandora. You can do so you could use your existing assets or whatever your, your car as part of your income. Right. You could be like a taxi driver. Right. So that's another way you don't need that skill. You already have that skill.
0: To add on top of that, there's different ways to diversify your income. And depending on your life situation, like Paula, you've been talking this whole podcast about it's situational and context driven. Mm -hmm. You know, not everyone's gonna have a rental property. Yeah, right. Some people don't like the risk. They don't like the headache They don't Mm -hmm. like being a landlord, right? Some people are gonna have a lot of kids at home and they maybe they can't go and drive a car for uber But what they can do is they can do like a call center at home. They can do a job. That's more focused at home, right? They can create a business I know a lot of moms that you know do businesses out of their home creating you know, mm-hmm. even like Michael saying, t-shirts, you don't really have to like leave your house really to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. So to say like, you know, some people don't have resources or things to do that. You got to look at your life and see what you're given or the life decisions that you made or choices that you made and see what you can do with that.
2: Good political quick answer.
0: Yeah, I, I'll add to
1: that. You could, in that example, let's say you have three kids, you are a mom, open up a daycare you you not like an actual daycare like you can watch other people's kids and make uh money doing that right so i know personally my brother would totally hand off his kid to someone that was willing to to watch her for cheaper right so there's an opportunity like cody said you gotta look at um your your situation and figure out where your opportunity lies and we just provided some examples but there could be millions of others right um yeah I think that's that's a great way to answer that question.
2: I approve. <laughs> I'm just here to just challenge your thinking.
1: Yeah, that's perfect.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> just right. diversifying your thinking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this will be the one and only podcast, Paula. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> that seemed like it was really loud what I just said there. Anyways. Our laughing is usually
2: really
1: loud. Yeah. All right. So, we talked about mental, physical, and financial diversification. And we looked at the knowledge diversifi- diversification, how to look at different streams of knowledge and, and gain more knowledge. Um, we looked at your social connections and food, which are very closely related. Uh, some of the hobbies that you can do to diversify. And this is all. And obviously the the income streams, but what we're talking about when we summarize all of this is how do you um, increase or get more benefit with less risk? And risk can come in different ways, but and and here you can look at risk in different ways as well. But it's all about benefit, weighing the benefit um, versus the risk. So we want you guys just to think about how do you do how do you diversify in your life. Maybe it isn't one of these five that we talked about. Maybe it's a different one. You can always leave us a comment about what you think you're diversifying in your life. But diversification is not always linked to finances. And that's what it's most commonly uh, looked at. So I hope everyone took something from this and leave us a comment. Thanks for joining us.